Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Ben Hughes. I'm one of the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and one of the creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, I'm going to be revealing seven reasons that women over 40 struggle to lose weight. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So I speak to a lot of women in their 40s and 50s who are looking to drop a dress size, but they're struggling to see any movement with their weight, trying all of the different plans and programs which works in their 20s and 30s, but then stepping on the scales at the end of the week and seeing zero movement, which can be really, really frustrating and can leave women feeling completely trapped, dreading going on beach holidays, no longer enjoying shopping for clothes, worrying they'll never be able to lose that excess weight or that it's just part of the aging process that we'll have to accept and kind of choosing clothes to cover up problem areas rather than just wearing the things that they like and that's never a nice place to be not for anybody and while it's true that age and hormones can make it easier to gain weight especially around the middle area the good news is that there's a quick and easy way to escape from this situation and it usually comes down to a few simple mistakes that people make which stop them from getting the results they want. So today, I'm gonna go through the seven most common reasons that women over 40 struggle to see movement on the scales and give you our most effective strategies to get the scales moving and to drop those couple of dress sizes over the next few months. So the first reason and the, the most important reason why women over 40 might struggle to see results in the mirror is all to do with changing hormones. So physical and hormonal changes can start five to 10 years before the official sort of clinical menopause. And this can lead to things like a heightened stress response, changing levels of progesterone, estrogen, it can lead to joint aches and pains, also changes to metabolism. And all of these factors together, the the overall effect of that is it can make it easier to gain weight, especially weight around the middle area, and it can make it more difficult to get rid of that weight again. And this can leave many women feeling stuck and feeling unable to see results especially if they're following the normal kind of diets and fitness plans. So we speak to so many women who they're trying like slimming clubs, working with personal trainers, online plans, diets that have worked for them in the past. But despite all of those things having worked for them previously, they get on the scales and they see absolutely no movement. They see no results since turning 40. It feels just impossible to shift that weight, impossible to get that weight moving. So the solution to this really is that rather than take just a general fitness approach, designed to work for your average dieter, who is generally someone in their 20s and their 30s, could be a man or could be a woman, the best thing to do is to choose an approach that's specifically designed for women over 40, which basically works with your changing hormones rather than working against them. Now, there are a few key things to look out for when you're choosing this kind of approach. The key things to look out for are low-impact, weight-based workouts. So you want something that's based around weight training. This could be with dumbbells, could be with kettlebells done from home. Inside of our Fit Over 40 program, we used a, a method of training called LIST training, which stands for low-impact strength training. It's very, very effective for losing weight, but also it's low-impact, doesn't overstress the body, doesn't get in the way of those changing hormones, and allows our clients to see amazing results. And then nutrition-wise, the type of nutrition approach you want to look for when you're over 40 You want to stay away from those extreme diets, which may have worked previously. You want to go for something that's more holistic, more balanced, like a healthy, balanced lifestyle change for the long term. So 
we're talking about just eating a sensible amount of food each day, not too much, not too little, making sensible choices with food as well. And combining that with the right type of exercise program, it's just a case of kind of gently does it, like those two things together, you will see fast, you will see sustainable results. But if you try something designed for somebody in their younger years, something more extreme, something more restrictive, the body can just be very, very stubborn about seeing results and you might not see any results at all. So solution to this problem, changing hormones, is rather than taking a general fitness approach designed for your average dieter, find something that's designed for women over 40. And like, from my point of view, the obvious choice is gonna be our Fit Over 40 program. Um, for more information, just go to www.fit40info.com. So moving on to the second point then. So the second thing that can block women over 40 from seeing results is stress. So when you get stressed, people in general, when you get stressed, it raises the stress hormone, cortisol, and this is called a stress response. So a stressful thing happens, you have a bad day at work, um, you know, the roof falls in when the weather's really bad, something stressful happens like that, and your body releases the stress hormone, cortisol, as a, as a response. And it has a number of different side effects on the body, including increasing cravings, making it more difficult for the body to burn fat. And as you age, this stress response gets bigger so the older people get, the more stress, the more cortisol is released from the same amount of stress. And this increase is actually three times greater than it is for women than it is for men. So women really need to be careful of this factor. Now, the reality is you can't get rid of all of the stress coming in. If you're in back-to-back -back meetings, you've got pressure from work, you're managing a team, you're firefighting all these different problems. You've also got family responsibilities. Maybe you're looking after ill family members, looking after the house, sorting everything out. There's gonna be a certain amount of stress that you can't really change. You can't really just get rid of all of that unless you were to go and you know go and live in a cave somewhere and just have no responsibilities, no job, nothing. But the reality is that's not gonna be realistic for most people. So if all of this stress that you've got coming in isn't managed, it can basically turn into disrupting your stress hormones. So it can lead to chronically elevated levels of that stress hormone cortisol, which is not great for your results. It can basically block your body from wanting to lose weight, can make it more stubborn about holding on to excess weight around the middle area. But as well as those physiological factors that are influenced by stress, it can also just lead to things like, you know, you have a stressful day and you end up drinking wine on the sofa, finishing work on the laptop that you didn't manage to get done earlier, having a whole sharing bag of chocolate, just that kind of comfort eating, stress eating, mindlessly munching through entire bags of crisps and biscuits. And if you've got that happening, you're overeating because of the stress, and also you've got your stress hormones making it more difficult for you to lose weight from around the middle, add those two things together and it can be very easy for the weight to just start piling on. And it's a bit like having elevated stress levels is a bit like having a bath with the taps on, always like on full, but the plug is in. So after a while, the bath's gonna fill up, fill up, fill up, fill up, and then it's gonna start spilling over the side of the bath, flooding the bathroom, floods the whole top floor of your house, and you start having some serious problems when the, the kitchen ceiling is caving in and there's water pouring down into the kitchen. So what we need to do is take that plug out and avoid that stress overflowing. So there's lots of different ways to do this. Inside of our Fit Over 40 program, we use a process called the Stress Shield, which is basically a daily mindset routine. It takes about seven to eight minutes per, per day and just avoids those stress levels becoming too high and avoids the fallout from that happening. If you want like a simple version or a simple way to start, I'd probably just say start with like 
just two minutes of deep breathing can be enough to just kind of take those stress levels down. So if you can make time for that every day, then maybe you can build that into a, you know, a proper meditation practice or proper routine like the stress shield inside of Fit Over 40. But actively managing that stress can really help. The other thing that can help is if you just think about all of the work pressures, family pressures, etc. that you've got, list all those things down and maybe think, which of those could I actually improve? Is there any way I can offload some of this stuff off my plate, reduce the amount of stress that's coming in to then reduce my cortisol levels and see better results. So problem number two is stress can block fat loss from happening, especially for women over 40. So the result, the, the solution to this is basically to try and limit the stress coming in as much as you possibly can, but also actively manage that stress as much as you can. Now, the third factor is weekend eating. So a lot of people will struggle because they'll stay on track during the week, they'll be amazing, they're like, yeah, I'm sticking to my fitness plan, everything's going amazing, but they get to the weekend and they just undo all of that hard work. So for example, you have a takeaway on the weekend, the average Indian takeaway is 1,338 calories, about 55 grams of fat, according to a report in, in which that we found. And for most people, most women over 40 who are looking to lose weight, it's almost an entire day's calories. It's not a full day's calories, we'll have them eating more than 1,338 per day. But if you've already had breakfast and lunch, it's easily gonna push your calories over the limit. And if you add in a bottle of wine as well, a few more snacks afterwards, it could easily be 2,000 calories in one meal. So even if you don't eat that much during the week, if you eat completely mindlessly over the weekend, let's say you have a takeaway one day, you go to someone's barbecue the other day, you have a few drinks, you just indulge in food on both of those days, you can overall end up overeating during over the course of the entire week. And because the amount of weight that you lose and the amount of results you see mainly comes down to the amount of calories you take in compared to the amount of calories that you've burned, you're pretty much guaranteed to gain weight if you overeat every single week. So the solution to this one is really to get the average calories over the week right. Now, there are, there are two different ways that we do this with our clients inside of Fit Over 40. We'll give everybody, here's the amount of calories that's gonna work for you. Because that's kind of the key factor, just knowing how many calories is gonna work for you. And then it's up to you whether you have, you eat the same amount every single day, so you stick religiously to those calories every single day, that works really well for some people, or other people will maybe eat slightly less in the week and give themselves slightly more calories to compensate for the weekend so they can be a bit more flexible, be a bit more, um, they can kind of indulge a bit more over the weekend but overall find a perfect balance between the amount of calories they're taking in as well as doing those list training workouts that I was talking about before. And then together, they can still enjoy their food over the weekend, they can still have the occasional takeaway, they can still have the occasional glass of wine, but it's all in a more controlled way, which allows them to still drop kind of one to two dress sizes every 12 weeks. So third problem is weekend eating that undoes all of the work from the week. And the solution to that is really just to get in control of the amount of food that you're taking in and really be aware of the amount of food that you're taking in because I think it's all too easy to take in way too much food but not even realize that you've taken in that much food and that's what comes from that kind of mindless snacking or really high calorie foods, things like takeaways, etc. So the fourth problem that can, that can um, impact people is having portion sizes which are too big for their age and their activity levels. So a lot of the women that we speak to already mentioned that this may be a problem. They kind of already know that maybe their portion sizes are a little bit too big for them. So when people are working at home, 
all day at their desk as well, which is something that's more, more and more common at the moment. Not getting out much, especially in the winter, especially with some of the bad weather that we've had recently. And then on top of all of that, they still eat pretty large portions, especially for dinner. Or, you know, some people are kind of eating the same portions as their husbands or partners, even though, let's say, their husband is like six foot two and they're like a five foot four woman compared to a six foot two man. They may just end up just going 50 50 on the portion sizes. And overall, that means that their portion sizes are far too big for their activity level, for their age. Um, and overall, then that obviously just leads to their weight creeping up and up and up, stepping on the scales every week, seeing that number going up which is never a nice place to be. So the solution to this is really, it's kind of similar to the previous one. It's just that your portion sizes must be right for you. And this varies by age, hormones, activity level, gender, dieting history. Um, but a simple way to do this, if you don't want to have, you know, if you don't want to do something really intense, like, well, not intense, but in Fit Over 40, we'll kind of accurately figure this out for all of our clients. But a simpler way to do this is literally just to use small plates. Like, I had a situation the other day, I mean, Rob went to a um, a work event and we stayed at this pub, which had, it's a pub with like a carvery and a few rooms, etc. So we went for the carvery for dinner and I could see on the carvery table, um, yeah, they had two different plates there. They had a very, very small plate and then like what I would consider to be like a medium sized plate, but they only had those two plates on display. I think this may have been a tactic and then they had small, medium and large carvery. So I thought, right, small plate. There's a, there's a medium plate. I'm guessing that's a small plate and a large plate there in terms of the carvery. So I said, could I have a large carvery, please? He didn't go for the plate, which I thought would be the right size. He went, reached underneath the counter and pulled out this enormous, what I can only describe as being like a serving dish and then loaded it up with the meat. And then they give you this plate. And because you've got this huge plate, when you're plating up the food, you put on like a bit of cabbage, bit of this, bit of that. And before you know it, inevitably you always you always tend to fill the size of the plate that you've got so by having smaller place it plates you'll have a smaller portion size by default so it's a really really easy way to to have your to fix your portion sizes if you allow your partner if they're eating more than you to have a massive plate and you just have a slightly smaller plate that will solve that quite quickly the other thing you can do as well is just to up your activity level so if you do an additional 500 steps per day, that can burn an extra 200 calories. Sorry, if you burn, but do an additional 5,000 steps per day, that burns an extra 200 calories. So every thousand steps burns about 40 calories. And that can be the difference for a lot of people between losing weight and between not losing weight. And inside of Fit Over 40, we basically personalize our clients' nutrition to them so they know exactly how much to eat well and still be able to lose weight taking into account the exercise program that we've given them, their activity level, age, hormones, etc. But the overall solution to that problem, if your portion sizes are too big, is just to take one simple step to reduce those, whether that is you start managing your calories and doing it in a really um, uh, accurate way, or whether you just go for a slightly smaller plate to reduce that portion size. So the fifth problem that people can run into is mindlessly snacking and having and eating so many snacks that those basically outweigh the exercise and the healthy eating that you're doing. So processed food in general is loaded with hidden calories. And some of the worst offenders are things like biscuits. So a whole pack of hobnobs is about 1,416 calories. In order to burn that off with something like running, just to, to give an example, um, it would take about two hours and 45 minutes to burn that off. If you have a bag of crisps, so one large bag of kettle chips is about 770 calories. And you'd have to run for an hour and 30 minutes non-stop just to burn that off. And then 
a sharing bag of Maltesers is about 951 calories. So you'd have to run for one hour and 50 minutes nonstop just to burn that off. So if you could imagine, if imagine over the over the course of the week, your overall snack budget is a packet of biscuits that you consume kind of as you're, as you're working, a, pa- a large packet of crisps, which you have a bit of every single night, and a sharing bag of Maltesers, which again, you have a bit of every single night. That could quickly add up to being, trying to do the maths here, it's almost like three hours, it's going to be about five hours, um, five hours, five to six hours of cardio you would need to do to burn that off. So it can really, really add up if you mindlessly have a few biscuits during the day, bag of crisps in front of the TV. It can really just put the brakes on your fat loss, even if you're doing exercise as well. So the solution is, first of all, I would say figure out why is that mindless snacking happening? Is it due to boredom, maybe working from home? Is it due to convenience? Maybe it's the the easiest thing you've got available. There's nothing else in the cupboards. Figure out what the reason is. And then the second thing is to just get rid of them. So I would say if you don't have these things in the house, you're not going to mindlessly eat them. I know from, from personal experience, when I go to my cupboards and open them, the thing I'm drawn to most is usually whatever is the least healthy thing in the cupboard. If I open the cupboard and I've got a bag of cookies, a bag of crisps, and then some like unsalted peanuts and an apple, I'm going to say, think, wow, cookies and crisps look good, don't they? You're not going to be like, wow, that apple and those unsalted peanuts are looking really good. So it's all about making sure that you don't have too many delicious things in your cupboards, essentially. And that, that's going to be the best way to stop that mindless snacking. Um, once you've removed those things from your cupboard, though, I would recommend getting something that's a healthy alternative. So, for example, you could have individual bags of of like healthier snacks. So you could have like snacker jacks. You can get these individual bags of snacker jacks. You can get ten calorie jellies. You can get protein yogurts. Um, you can get all sorts of different healthy snacks. You can get things like olives, for example, and fill your cupboards with these things that you like, but things which are a bit healthier, so that when you go there, you're less likely to grab those unhealthy snacks. And then the other way that you can kind of solve this is if you look at what's the reason for this, whether it's boredom, whether it's whether it's convenience, think what's the solution to that. If you're just generally bored, think about, you know, what would you what would it take to make your life interest so interesting that you're not wanting to turn to these snacks? Or if it's stress, what would it take to reduce the stress in your life so you're not pushed towards stress eating? Whatever it is, try and solve that reason. At the same time, try and get as many of those snacks out of your house and replace them with healthy things. And overall, that tends to work really, really well. So solution to mindlessly eating snacks is to get them out of your cupboards, figure out why that why it's happening and solve the root cause of that problem. So the sick thing that can affect people is alcohol. So just because alcohol is a liquid doesn't mean it's not fattening. So alcohol is, is quite high in calories. So carbs and fats have about four calories per gram. Alcohol, we're talking about pure alcohol, has seven calories per gram. So a bottle of wine is about 700 calories. Again, you'd you'd have to run for like an hour and 30 minutes just to balance out a bottle of wine. But that's not all. So as well as having those 700 calories come in, alcohol also can tend to lead to bad food choices spiraling out of control. So let's say you drink a whole bottle of wine, you're probably then more likely to go and grab the sharing bag of crisps and the sharing bag of Maltesers and eat those mindlessly as well with the wine. As well as that, it also disrupts sleep. And if you're already experiencing some of the hormonal changes that happen as you go get towards menopause, you may already be having struggles that can happen with your sleep. 
And if you have disrupt, disturbed sleep, if you don't sleep well and have a good quality of sleep, that's going to disrupt your hormone, hunger hormones. I always say hormone hormones, but it's hunger hormones. Disrupt your hunger hormones and lead to things like worse cravings the next day all day long, making it more likely that you overeat. So if you're always sleep deprived, you're going to be way more likely to overeat the next day and then therefore way more likely to not see the results you want. And then the second thing is alcohol can also cause a hangover, of course, which can then lead to worse cravings. We've all been there where you've, you've had a, a heavy night of drinking, you've got a hangover, and you feel like, mm, I just, you know, I can't, I'd want some comfort food to kind of make myself feel better. Um, so the solution to this really is firstly to find out what is the reason that you're, that you're having so much alcohol. If, if alcohol is one of the biggest problems, is it stress, is it boredom? Again, it's kind of similar to the previous one. And then figure out, can you do anything about those two things? Can you do anything about the stress or the boredom, etc.? And then the next thing that works really well is to cut alcohol out for a short period of time, especially if it's something that you struggle to avoid. If you can cut it out for a couple of weeks, which is something we do inside Fit Over 40 using a process called the Diet Makeover, which is made a lot easier by having support and accountability and you know being part of a program then you'll find that your cravings for these things, alcohol, sugar, whatever it is, will reduce massively and you'll find it much, much easier to continue without overeating or overdrinking on these particular things. And if it comes down to stress, you can find other ways to deal with that stress. For example, whether that's walking, whether that's meditation, whether that's making more time for yourself, whether that's spending a bit of time every week going out to a cafe and just sitting and reading a book or having a hot bath once or twice a week just to reduce that stress. But the overall factor here is just because alcohol is liquid, it doesn't mean it's not fattening. So the solution is really to, you've got to reduce that alcohol intake, essentially. You've got to find out why that's happening. Why is, why is the excess drinking happening? And then reduce that as much as possible. And the final thing that can impact women over 40 and stop them from seeing results is basically stress. I've actually got this twice on here now. I've said those seven different factors, but I've put stress as number two and I've got stress as number seven. So we've already covered that, but I'll go through it again. So stress can block fat loss from happening, especially over 40. So again, solution to that one, reduce stress as much as possible. And I'm gonna go straight into a testimonial we've got here from our client, Julie who's seen some fantastic results, basically putting all of these these things into action. Because if you, if you think, if there are seven reasons why you might struggle to lose weight, and you can go through and solve those reasons one by one, by one by one, then there'll be nothing stopping you from getting the results you want. So we worked with Julie, and after working with her, she said, I tried everything. Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Joe Wicks, Intermittent Fasting, Low Carbs, Cardio, and Running. And I was skeptical how two men could possibly know more about female metabolism and menopause than I did. And I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to get motivated and maintain that motivation. When I started, I weighed 92 kilos, the heaviest I'd ever been, felt lethargic, unhealthy, embarrassed and unhappy. I was squeezing into size 14 elasticated waist and bursting out of size 16 tops. I have made amazing progress with Trinity from day one. I lost a stone in three weeks and have just continued losing weight while gaining strength, energy and bags of confidence. I've lost 22 inches in 24 weeks and a total of 14.4 kilos over two stone. I've lost seven inches from my waist and I have a waist. My jeans are a size 12 and I'm going to need a belt soon. I never needed a belt in my life before. I wear fitted tops without needing a cover up over the top. 
I feel energized and motivated and excited to see what the next 12 weeks brings. So do these results there just go to show what type of results you can see when you put all of these tips into action. And if you'd like more information about the exact program that Julie followed, you'd like to find out what structure she had in place, what coaching, what accountability, what support, if you head over to www.fit40info.com, you can find all the information on that page. So that is it for today's podcast. Hopefully those seven tips have helped and hopefully you'll be able to put some of those into action. Thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you next time. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.